On the White House lawn, September the 15th, 2020, the peace agreements brokered by the United States of America between Israel, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain were signed. The peace agreements between the nations would be known as the Abraham Accords, in homage to the biblical patriarch of both Jews and Muslims. The Accords have ushered in a new era for Israel and the Gulf region, enabling diplomatic relations, trade, commerce, tourism and cultural exchange. The Accords have the potential to impact the trajectory of the Middle East. The Abraham Accords podcast will be your source of quality conversation for anyone interested in the region with weekly guests on a range of topics from all signatory nations. My name is Robert Curtis and I will be co-hosting this podcast with Fleur Hassan Nahum, Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem and my co-founder of the UAE Israel Business Council. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Fleur. How are you? You're coming to us live from Dubai. It feels like you've been there forever, Fleur. Have you gone all in on the Abraham Accords and you've just moved? I I think I'm going to run as the mayor of Dubai. So uh, I'm trying to, you know, create a political campaign around me here. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm really having a wonderful time here. It's a combination of work. And then my family came to join me for Hanukkah and we've been having the best time. Anything you can imagine. We've been doing Formula One, skiing in a mall, desert trips. Uh, It's been really incredible. Wow. Well, this is uh, an example of the wonderful tourism impact that peace can bring. And talking about the Abraham Accords, we are blessed today because we have our first Gulf region Muslim guest on the show, the media, social media activist, linguist, an all-round wonderful man who I've been watching lots of YouTube videos on and seeing him across the media. We've got Louis Al-Sharif with us this morning. Louis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rob. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be with you and with Fleur, the mayor of Dubai. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting about both of you is that I would actually put you both as sort of international citizens you both get it and I think we're going to dive into a lot of the um, reasons why I believe that actually through the show because there's a lot to talk about Louis you've got a lot of experience of what's happening on the ground um, across the United Arab Emirates and beyond and we're going to be really excited to hear your thoughts and just the, the feelings and emotions and the future that the Abraham Accords can bring to the region so let's dive in um, first, Louis, just tell us a little bit about you. For those of our listeners that uh, haven't been blessed with seeing some of your, your work and impact so far, just give us a, a 360 view. Um, Louis Al-Sharif, I'm a social media activist and a linguist. I'm very into languages. I love teaching people languages. My original uh, major is software engineering. I'm a Penn State graduate from the U.S. 2013 with a master's degree. Um, I love building bridges between the nations. What really made me do this um, uh, with language, what was languages. You know, when you learn a language, you learn a culture. And when you learn a culture, you start to get to know people. And when you start to make new friends, you start to focus on what really um, connects us. Um, so this is what I do with social media. And I got into um, this... Um, this field of building the bridges with the Jewish people because I, uh, uh, I learned a lot about the Jewish culture. Uh, I believe myself as a Muslim, I'm a continuation of the Jewish heritage. And uh, we believe in our book, in the prophets of Israel. So um, 
but of course, politics got into the way, and this is why some people deny these kind of um, uh, deny the facts that are stated on the ground. So I choose to do good, to spread good, and to help people learn uh, skills and languages, and also bridge the gaps between the Jews and the Arabs. Luai, I think to say that your the, that your knowledge comes from language is great. But your knowledge of uh, Judaism, of our history, of the Bible does not end with language. I swear, I think you know more than the average Jew or Israeli <laughs> on our books and your favorite, the prophets. <laughs> Tell me how you got into this. What was the journey where you, okay, you learn Hebrew, you learn history. How did you get into the prophets? Because I know that's your favorite period, if I'm not wrong. I always say this flur. Knowledge is power. When you are in a conflict with other people or with other um, nations, yeah, nations, you, you, you either choose to uh, swim with the flow, fly with the herd, or you start to choose, you know what, I'll just distance myself a bit and learn more what is really happening. When you distance yourself, when I distance myself and had a bird view of what's happening in the region, I learned more about the Israeli-Palestinian issue. And I learned more about the history of this land. And I got to know that, oh my God, there is, a, there is a real connection that no one, I don't want to say no one, that few talked about, about the, uh, the, uh, the land and the history of the land and who actually, um, who settled in the land uh, thousands of years ago. Um, um, so I, I came to a conclusion that, wow, so many facts are being marred, are being are being uh, distorted, uh, are not being stated clearly. So I, I learned more and more about the, the, uh, the Jewish history. And um, I came to uh, tremendous realizations uh, on how things really are, on how things really were, uh, on, the, on the history of the Jewish people. And this is how I gained my knowledge. But I first distanced myself. You know, those who choose to go with the flow uh, blindly, and those who don't choose to read more, they become more ignorant. But those but Louis, who-, who reads, who reads today? You know what the world that we're living in. It's about social media and 10 second clips. How do we, how do we get that knowledge out there? I mean, you are an incredible influencer and you're doing that through your different Twitter and Instagram. You're right, 100%, but how do we remedy that? You have to, you have to, you have to dedicate time for reading, just like you dedicate time for prayer. And this is what I tell my people: you have to dedicate time for for reading. You have to read more about um, uh, surrounding cultures, languages, and history. So um, w- when I started to read more about the, the region, I started to fall in love with the with the Jewish history and the history of Israel. And th- and you know what, Fleur? To be very honest with you, our great problem in the Middle East is the denial of the Jewish existence in the land of Israel thousands of years ago. If this issue is tackled right and people are convinced that the Jews are part of this region, are part of this area, are part of this Middle East, things will move smoothly because still- 100%, so 100%. Believe, so many people believe that the Jews are uh, coming from Russia, Poland and stuff, which is true, but they come with roots to the land <laughs> we're in. So 
if, if they start to, 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 to realize this fact, things would actually move smoother. But, uh, um, and this, uh, one of the things that I say, Fleur, is that the example that we are taught in school, imagine if someone came to your house and expelled the family, how would you feel? You know, after reading, I say what? I say this example is absolutely wrong. Because in that school, in, in, that, in, that, in that building, there were two families. There were two families living. So the wise people came and say, you know what? Let's divide the building so that each family live, so that both families live. Those who accept the division, those who accept to say, yeah, we can live with our neighbors in the same building are actually right. And those who refuse are now paying the price. So I always say that when, 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 when we were taught at school because the, the, um, the, the Palestinians were kicked out of their homes, you know what? Yeah, but you know what? The land belongs to both people. This is one of the things that you don't want to realize. And this is one of the things that you, you realize after reading. But and Louis, I, I, I think you're speaking a very, very enlightened way and it's, in, it's incredible to listen to you. But I want to just, just take you back a little bit. Let's roll back for when you were, were younger, um, learning about who was a Jew, what was Israel. I think this is part of what you're saying. And we're seeing this in other areas of global society around the sort of cancel culture or trying to erase history to create a reality on the ground that suits the political will um, of the people that are pushing that. Um, I know you've spoken about this before. I'd love to hear your, your views as well on how the media has curated that narrative to, to, to continue with that hatred of the Jew and the hatred of, of Israel. This is very unfortunate to talk about, um, my friend, because the Jews are portrayed as evil, as um, people who hate other nations, people who, uh, who are uh, uh, working day and night to destroy Islam. Imagine that, I'm telling you things for real, that Israel is a state, is an apartheid state, and it's against Israel. The main establishment of Israel is to destroy the Islamic faith. Imagine that. So this is being propagated in the media. When you get to, and this is why I'm telling you, knowledge is power. You know what really changed my view? You know, so many things changed my views on Israel. Because to be very honest with you, I grew up with this dogma of Israel is evil. Israel is bad. The Jewish people are evil. The Jews are the... Uh, the, 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 the mother load of all problems. Of course, when you are being surrounded by people like this, in, even in a, in a, in a, in a uh, when you are a teenager. Like a subconscious way. Yeah, when you, when you are a teenager and stuff, you, you get this feeling. But when you start to know people, you know, so many people who change my views on Israel are the Arab Israelis. I met so many people, they say, we are Israelis. Wow, really? But your name is Muhammad. Yeah, I'm an Israeli Muslim. What? Yeah, I'm an Israeli Muslim and proud. Then I met someone else. His name is Nasser. He is from Beit Lahm. He's a Christian. I'm an Israeli a Christian. I'm proud. What? Hold on. You are an Israeli, but you are not Muslim? Uh, you are an Israeli. You're not a Jew? No, no. Israel, we are citizens, and we are Christians, Muslims, Druze, Jews. And by the way, we have mosques in, in Israel. No, no, no. What? But hold on. They say in the media that Israel aims to destroy the Islamic... <laughs> well, it's crazy. It's crazy. Really, what's happening? So when I got to know lots of Israelis who are Arabs, Muslims, uh, Christians, and I, I, I realized how Israel is a great Jewish state, 
that is diverse, that is believing in, 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 in giving people opportunities. And, and I believe that this what would really make a great change for those who want to believe there is a change. I cannot deny the fact that there are people and there will be people who will still have this belief that the Jews are the evil. But you know what? Haman did this idea, had this idea as well. Akshavarush had the same, Akshavarush had the same idea as well. So many people in past history, they had the same idea. This is not going to change. But look, Fleur, Fleur is the deputy mayor of Jerusalem, and many of her constituents are Arab Israelis as well as Christian Israelis. No, I know, I know. But you know, in the media, they don't show this. In the media, there are tons of lies against Israel, tons of lies against the Jewish people, tons of lies about, like, for example, I tell you one thing, when we were celebrating Hanukkah, they were saying, you know, Hanukkah is about the, the so-called temple. You know what? I said, guys, you don't read. There is a Palestinian paper. It dates back to year 1925 from Jerusalem that the Palestinians were bragging that they are so proud that Al-Aqsa is the same site of Solomon's temple. That was in 1925. 1948, it became the so-called temple. Yeah, but this is, this is just the same cancel culture that we're seeing in many other global societies. And that's not to say that some of the, the, the content and meaning behind where the motivation is coming from is completely wrong. There are, there are emotional attachments to, to, to wrongs or how people feel. We do have to address those. But cancel culture in this region is exactly what you're saying. Once we move to a reality, once we move to the, the, the reality on the ground and embrace what you're saying, then we, we, can, we can enter into a whole new future. I mean, I come back to your building uh, analogy that for me, and I know Fleur feels this as well, even more so probably because her historic roots are in the region, um, you know, much more recently. We are cousins. We are literally in Absolutely. the same family. And sometimes families have arguments. But I feel that this is, this is, you know, when you've fallen out with your cousins, this feels like the makeup period and we're coming back together as people. Yeah, true. I, 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 it's, to be very honest, it's not an easy task, but it's happening. And from what I've seen in the UAE, uh, it's happening real quick and it's happening real fast. But that depends from a country to a country. And UAE is doing a great job. You have to know that. You know, I'll, I'll tell you why. People here in the UAE, I, I welcomed so many Jews in, in Dubai. I, I, I met rabbis, um, school students and everyone. But you have to know that people in the UAE are, are born with... with, with uh, a tolerant uh, faith and creed, a tolerant Islam, a tolerant um, uh, faith system that, that is not pointed against the Jews. So it was very easy for them to, to blend with the new, uh, with the, with the new uh, changes of Abraham Accords. Uh, plus they have great trust in their leaders. So- Laura, I was gonna say that, how much is it really, it's really about the leader. That, that's, I guess, my education into the region. Uh, MBZ, Mohammed bin Zaid, is kind of the figure of tolerance in the region. And he decided he's going to make peace with Israel. He's gone all in and people are following him because they love him and they trust him. How much is it about the lead and how much is, is it about, you know, inherent people's kind of sensibilities to others? 
You know, about the leaders, there's a very famous saying that we say in the Arab world. It says, um, God puts uh, the power in the, uh, in the ruler uh, more than he puts the power uh, in the law. So that means that the, the, the ruler, you know, you might have a law of God that says, you know what, you should not um, do harm to your neighbor. But you might ignore that. But if the ruler comes and says, you will not put harm to your neighbor, and there is a law for that, you will be, uh, you will think twice before you do this. So the rulers, um, if, 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 um, if the true, um, uh, um, if the true tolerance comes from the rulers, people will follow because they are examples of, of what people should think. And Muhammad bin Zayed, Muhammad bin Zayed made a courageous move. He was a courageous leader. And uh, he's a courageous leader. He made a courageous move by announcing the, uh, uh, the, peace treaty, uh, the peace treaty with Israel. So I believe if, if leaders choose to acknowledge the facts about the right of the Jewish people to exist in their, in, in their ancestral homeland and the right uh, for, for the Jews to live side by side with their neighbors, so many things in our region would change, Fleur. So many things would change. It's all about the leaders. And we need courageous leaders like Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, who did this great move. And look, the, and look at the benefits. Look at uh, uh, how many Israeli companies are coming to Dubai. How many people are investing? How many people are going to the exchange programs between the UAE and Israel? How is that opening up doors to more uh, uh, stable Mizrahi uh, Tikhon? Stable. This is, this is a this is a direct link, though, to you know over forty years ago with Sadat making peace with with Israel. This is leadership in action, recognizing a wider continuum of what peace can bring for both nations in this in this relationship. And you know, yes, Rob, but the difference. I think the difference is that there is a real intention here for the peace to be warm. And this is what we didn't have, unfortunately, with Egypt. We didn't have, now, we have to look at the context of the day. No social media, no Zoom, you know, no direct communication the way we have today. But I think, and Lou, I can tell you, half of Israel is currently in Dubai. Everywhere I go, all I hear is Hebrew. Every single tourist attraction I get to, all I hear is Israelis or Jews. Luai, is this a bit overwhelming or is this really welcome? They, uh, the, the Israelis, they, they, um, uh, I believe that they will change their destination from Europe to Dubai and that actually makes us all happy. And uh, uh, it's, 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 between, yeah, it's, it's between peoples. And as you say, everywhere I go, even, especially in Dubai Mall, I hear little kids, Ima, 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 Ima. I hear little kids and people are talking in Hebrew, like, wow, I'm telling to my friends, we are in Tel Aviv. But to be very honest, the Emiratis that I'm, I'm meeting, they are so happy with this because they say it's people to people. And to be very honest, Fleur, I just want to do a little bit of, of uh, uh, since Egypt is very dear to me, um, Sadat, he was a courageous leader as well. But I believe because he paid the price for making peace with Israel, um, President Mubarak was a bit reluctant on moving forward. So, uh, uh, but I believe Sadat's intention was to make this, the same peace that UAE is doing now with, uh, with, uh, with, with Israel, a peace between nations. You go to YouTube, by the way, Fleur, you will find a, 
an episode of an Egyptian TV welcoming a full across, uh, full, um, a dancing, uh, a dancing um, delegation. Uh, yeah, from Israel, and they are hosting a dancing organization from uh, Egypt. In so, so that was doing this, but after he intended the, it, and then he, he got killed, and then he was assassinated. So President Mubarak, you know what? He hit the brakes and say, "Oh, we have to hold." So, but uh, alhamdulillah, fortunately, this is not what's happening in the UAE. People are, are, are so happy. I, I, I cannot tell you how, how the days of Isaiah are being felt in, in the UAE, where nations should not lift up sword against nation. They shall learn war no more. It's happening. It's, I know but it's Fleur, Fleur, on that I'm, note, you're there. You're, you've been there on, on work and pleasure. Talk to us about your experience, because there's a lot of people listening who have never have been to I, the Emirates. Tell us about your work and pleasure experiences in terms of tolerance. Well, let me just tell you, my husband wears a kippah, like you, Rob. Um, and he would not wear a kippah on the streets of London. He's wearing a kippah on the streets of Dubai and people are stopping him. Taxi drivers, welcome Jews. <laughs> I don't imagine a scenario like this in Europe on the contrary. You know, it's so ironic that- I just, I just want to tell the one thing. I just want to tell the yeah. Jews or the Israelis one thing. Uh, Dubai is not a country. So many people think, oh, I want to visit Dubai. There are other other Emirates as well. We want you to visit Abu Dhabi. We want you to visit uh, other other Emirates. I know now because of Corona, there are some restrictions, but uh, it's not. No, I, I was trying to visit Abu Dhabi, but but because of Corona, they won't let me in. But I'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and hundred percent. And there's lots of other very cool Emirates. The other day we were in Fujairah. There's Ras Al Khaimah, which is very good for diving. Every Emirate has some type of uh, tourist attraction that we need to go and see. Dubai is just where everybody is right now because it's easy, it's accessible, and they're letting all the tourists in. But in general, our reception here has been only warm with love. I haven't had one, not one bad face, you know, when I tell everybody that I'm a, an official from Jerusalem. And I think, Luai, you're right. I think the Jews, especially a lot of American Jews, are gonna be coming here on their way to Israel or as part of a, a trip to the Middle East much more um, than going to the West now. That, that's going to, it's actually going to be happening. I totally agree with you. Fruits of peace, fruits of peace. And, and by the way, Fleur, um, uh, I, I want to add one more thing about the, uh, the, the welcoming of the, you see so many um, business opportunities and so many kosher restaurants and so many things. I believe that now with other countries joining the Abraham Accords, UAE will lead by example. And when people see the benefits of peace, they will say, you know what, we, maybe, maybe we are wrong about Israel. Maybe Israel's aim exists is not to destroy our faith. Yeah, all they have to do is meet the average Israeli family yeah. who just want to have fun. You know, when people realize you know, there, that people there, are just there, people. There will always be media against the Jews, against the, the, the because, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been rooted. Like, like even, even, even for the word Zionist, which is a great word, which is a nice word, which is a word that is being called by the prophets, is now being demonized. So, yeah. you know, some, no. some news channels are doing a good job in doing this and people are being fueled with hate against the Jews. Not just here. 
not just in this region, I have to say, the word Zionism, unfortunately, has a bad rap everywhere in the world, Europe especially. Um, and I'm on a mission to rebrand the word, Louis. Maybe you can help me. I'll help you by connecting that. And I know, I know that some people might not, might not agree with this and they say, oh, you know, to have to keep religion out of the way. But you know what? I always say I rebranded the word myself by connecting it to David, to King David and to the prophets. You have to connect that. I know, I know you want to make a state that is uh, uh, equal to everyone and we don't want to make people, I'm not saying be super religious, but you have to connect that the prophets who lived in this land, the prophets who are being believed in, in the three monotheistic faiths are, um, are so proud of Zion. They love Zion. David said in Psalm 129, let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turn back. So many prophets refer to Jerusalem as Zion. So this is the greatest rebranding of the word Zion by connecting it to the prophets. And this is how you get to people's attention. But you know what? It's not a bad word, but now it's being demonized. Fully agree with you, Louie. I've got a question for you, though, changing tack a little bit. You are a social media activist. You have a very, very significant following across many channels, you know, over a quarter of a million followers on Twitter and, you know, probably a reach of, of close to a million across all of your channels. What do you view as the impact and role of social media? Because it can be very powerful as well as very dangerous. But how can you use social media personally, as well as organizationally, to affect this piece? Because you've gone all in on social. It's a big, big way for you to, to get your message out there. Of course, uh, I believe that the main concentration should be on social media. And I believe, by the way, that Israel did a good job with the accounts, Israel Arabic, or Israel Speaks in Arabic, or Israel, uh, the Arabic accounts. They really changed so many views about Israel. I believe um, traditional uh, newspaper, <laughs> I'm not against it, but uh, social media is a great, the greatest power to convey a message. And I want to convey messages of, of doing good to the society, of education, of building bridges with other nations, not only with the Jews, by the way, but with other nations as well. I have so many good friends, Assyrians, who are the indigenous people of Syria and Iraq, who speak Aramaic and Syriac, uh, and who are now being displaced in, in, in Europe and other places, I want to build bridges with them. I want to build bridges with, even by the way, I don't have an issue with the people of Iran. For, yeah, of course we have an issue with the regime, but the people of Iran, no. So I will continue using social media in spreading the good. Now the impact, there is great impact. And there is also, to be very honest with you, there, there is a, a, an impact that is being seen by some people that um, this is, part of, uh, uh, how to say this, this is part of, of, uh, of damaging our, our, our beliefs about uh, saying good things about Israel, saying the, the facts about the Jews. Like uh, it's a zero sum game. If you say something nice about Jews, you're undermining Muslims. Exactly. This is absolutely crazy. I swear to you, this is really crazy. But you know what? Uh, if there is a will, there is a way and perseverance if, if, if it's there, then halas. Uh, I, I think it's a great it's a great answer, Louis, because, you know, Twitter is known to be a hotbed of, of hate, unfortunately. But ultimately, these platforms are, are, are there and they're open and there's no reason why we can't come with our army of happiness and hope and stories of beautiful futures and 
we've just got to be more active. The other side needs to be motivated, mobilized, and doing things like you, Louis, which is really inspirational, honestly. When I watched last night in preparation for today, I just felt love for you and for everything that's that's happening in the region because this is this is the future. Nobody should be hating each other. We're all taught that within our religions and, and people of no religion. It doesn't make sense to hate. And, and I think what you're doing is just bringing that, that love and happiness and hope. And, and we are leading by example when we show the fruits of this uh, collaboration, the, the fruits of this piece, people eventually will follow. It's amazing, you know, to, to, to quote the Tanakh back at you, because <laughs> I always feel so ill-equipped with Luay. He knows so much more. <laughs> I think the UAE, the UAE has been the Nachshon. The guys who jumped into the Red Sea first, when God said he was going to split and people are like, what? <laughs> um, and Nachshon was the brave person who just believed and jumped in. And it's, it's been, it's really been a trip to be involved and you have been one of those to 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 get to bring a Hanukkah metaphor. You have been really one of those lights, uh, you know, uh, lighting up the darkness. And may your light continue to shine, Luai. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Fleur. And I'm doing this because I want to have a stable Middle East. And I believe that people who fought wars, their greatest victory is to have their children and their grandchildren not to see what they've been what they've been through. I think what's beautiful is that we're talking the words of Torah and Tanakh and religion on Friday, the holy day for Muslims and the pre-Shabbat for the Jews. And it's just beautiful to be able to come together. Shabbat shalom in advance. <laughs> Sorry, Louis. Shabbat shalom in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, thank you. Thank you so much, Louis. And uh, we look forward to having you in Israel, in Jerusalem, very, very soon. Inshallah, I cannot wait. On that note, Louis Al-Sharif, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Abraham Accords podcast, and we look forward to welcoming you in Israel really soon. Inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Thank you for joining Fleur and I on the Abraham Accords podcast. Remember to subscribe so you can be updated on more episodes.